0: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast series by the Gay Men Brotherhood, where we talk about all things personal development, sexuality, and mental health. Today, your hosts are Matt, Michael, and myself, Callan. And today, we're going to be talking about FOMO. And for those of you who don't know what FOMO is, it stands for the fear of missing out. We'll be answering questions like, what sparks FOMO in you? Uh, Where do you think FOMO really comes from and what can we do to alleviate and work through our FOMO? Next Thursday, we'll be continuing the discussion in the Gay Men's Brotherhood Zoom Hangouts, where you'll be able to have your chance to share your own experiences. And if you want to get notified of that, you can go into the show notes and join our email list, and we'll send you an email letting you know where and when that's going to be happening. But first, let's read a review from one of our listeners. So this one is titled Refreshing. Nice to hear gay men talk about real issues important to gay culture. The hosts are refreshingly honest. These are the kinds of discussions I have with my with only my closest squirrel friends. And y'all are broadcasting it to the world. The episodes about dating and open relationships were my faves so far. Looking forward to seeing what's next. And that's from Ballaboy One.
1: So thank you. We very read that much. one last time. Did we? I think I read that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's read. It, yeah. Let's read another one. Let's read another one because it's still so. I love hearing that one. That one was awesome.
0: I thought I because I remembered the other one that Michael had read. Out. I did
2: Stevens. I did Stevens yeah. last week. Yeah, and, and I then didn't, Matt did that one. But I didn't say anything.
0: I had also actually read Stevens before. Oh,
2: well then. <laughs> thank you steven we're doing well (laughs) we're
0: doing well at this hey guys okay let me let me go in and open a new one so Um, so for
2: all the listeners out there we need some new material mm -hmm. so if you guys want to go in there right now and leave us a review we will read it
1: next (laughs) time we have quite a few though we have quite a few in there we do that's why (laughs) we have a folder
0: i'm like how how did that happen when we have a folder and i even move the ones that we've used into like the used folder okay 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 let me let me go to this one (laughs) Um, okay, here's another one. So this one's D bland 90, gives us five stars and says, I'm only 12 minutes in and I could start crying. Thanks, boys. I really needed this. Oh, uh, okay. So so there we go. I'll move, I'll move that one into the uh the used folder now so that we won't make that mistake again. But yes, all the good vibes. All the good vibes. All right, guys. So let's jump into it. So FOMO. Oh man, I used to deal with FOMO so bad because like i wanted to be invited to all the things i wanted to do all the things i wanted to have all the fun i always felt like if i don't go i'm going to miss out i'm not going to know what anybody's talking about i'm going to miss like all the fun things that people are doing together people are going to forget about me and it was a really hard struggle because it's like an introvert like i i really value and like being alone and that's how i like energize myself and i need to pick and choose where I spend my social energy. And we were just talking about this before we started the podcast, like we all had pretty busy weekends and like with like family and friends and stuff. And it's just like, oh man, like I need a break from life. And so for me, after things like that, I'm always like, oh gosh, like I need to remove myself. So it was really hard growing up, feeling like I was obligated to go to these things, but also I wanted to go to these things But then feeling so incredibly drained afterwards that I was like, I can't keep doing this. And I noticed this cycle for me that I was just constantly drained. And then I would end up getting sick and I would be tired. And it was just like this vicious cycle. Um, So as I got older, it was after after I started doing my personal development work. um, When I started to do like kind of like meditations and things like that. And I started to get to know myself better. That I decided I needed to pick and choose the events and the things that I wanted to go to specifically, and I needed to be conscious about it. Because you know, you can get a hundred invitations, but what of those invitations, what ones are actually going to serve you? What one has the people who really charge you up and make you feel better versus what's the one that you just want to go to because like you have a fear of missing out on whatever's going to happen or whatever's going to go down? So I had to start <laughs> learning to prioritize the difference between like a party I'd like to go to versus an event that I really, really want to go to based upon whether that was like a fundraiser or if there was something special attached to it, like if it was a fundraiser or something like that. I really enjoy those because I know I'm doing something for a good cause and I'm getting to see all the people who mean a lot to me who are also doing something for a good cause. And a lot of our values aligned in that way. So I knew that the conversations I would have, the people I would be around would be people who would like lift me up. Um And I kind of started weaning out those like gatherings of like, oh, hey, we're having a party. Like just come, especially if it was last minute. I don't do last minute very well. Like I like to prepare myself mentally and emotionally because if it's like, If I don't have time to prepare myself that I'm going to be seeing all of these people and I go last minute, I'm going to be even more drained because I haven't set myself up to hang out with that many people. And as my introverted self, I've realized like I do much better when it's planned ahead and I know, okay... You're gonna be seeing a lot of people. You're gonna to need to have like interactions and all this and I'll enjoy it more if I plan ahead for it. So I I had start, so I started saying no to all the last minutes, like, oh, hey, we're just having a bunch of people over, come over tonight. Or, oh, hey, I know it's last minute, but my birthday, doing it tonight. I really had to get over my FOMO and just start going, look, I really appreciate that you invited me. Thank you so much, I'm not gonna be able to make it. And I didn't need to give them an excuse as to why, Because if they're the kind of person who was then going to respond, oh, but it's my birthday and like get upset about it, then I knew that they weren't really my kind of a person because anybody who's truly in my life, anybody who truly knows me knows you need to invite Callan earlier, but also knows that it's just like, if you really wanted me at that thing, you would have invited whoever and you would have created this event like a week ago. Like if this was truly something that was important to you, you would have done it like a while ago. So if you're then going to have something the day of and get upset at people who can't come, I mean, hello, we're adults. We need to plan our lives these days. Like you can't, you know, you got to, you know, you got to give people that like time to adjust. It's like when somebody throws a wedding, they're not going to be like, yeah, we're having a wedding tomorrow. Like it takes time to put those things together and to like organize something like that. And I prefer to go to events like that because then I also know the person who created it has put thought into what's going to be happening and who else is going to be there and all those kinds of things. And when it's a thrown together thing, it usually ends up being a mess. There's usually people there who drain me like crazy. And I was like, you know what, I'm not actually getting anything from this. So through the years of kind of navigating and learning what worked for me is like, okay, taking the time, if it's far enough away to go, okay, yeah, I have enough time to mentally prepare for this. And not being afraid of saying no to those people who had those last minute things. And yes, there is the other side of it where it's like, it sucks. Cause sometimes I know people just stopped inviting me altogether, And it's like, no, I w- like, I want to be invited. I just want to be invited at least with a couple of days notice so that I can like prepare for whatever's going on. But I noticed those people were also the kind of people who were always last minute or the energy was draining because that's their personality type. And I started to learn, okay, well, that personality type doesn't vibe with me. So now, like, I love my life now. I get invited to things far in advance because it's the type of people who are the same as me. They need notice. They want to prepare themselves. They want to get ready. Um, So those are kind of some of the things that helped me get over my FOMO um, and move through that but yeah definitely when somebody invites me to something and it's last minute and I like I'm curious about it that's something that definitely sparks my FOMO that's for sure what about you guys Matt uh, Matt what sparks FOMO in you let's start off with that one what sparks FOMO
1: in me um So we've, we've known about this topic for a few weeks and I've been really sitting with it and I, there's, I'm not really somebody who's impacted by FOMO very much. Um, Like you, Callan, I'm extroverted. I would maybe even say I'm more extroverted than you. Like I spend probably 99% of my time by myself. Oh, introverted. Introverted. Oh, introverted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Um, And when I do hang out with people, I usually hang out with one person and I have deep conversation with that one person, like I'm a very, I'm just that person. I don't really go out to parties. I don't go out to events. I don't go out to clubs. Like, it's just not my, my jam. I'm, I love hiking. Um, and even when I'm hiking, I'm not talking. (laughs) I'm usually like absorbing the energy from the trees. And, um, and I'm, I'm very content like this, you know, and I think, um, you know, when I, I I do, I, I wasn't always like this. I I remember when I was younger, um, I was very much how you described it, Callan, like I wanted to be out and about and, you know, with all the people. Um, At that time I was using drugs and alcohol and partying. And um, I, but I still didn't really deal with very much FOMO. I think it's because I didn't allow myself to belong. And that comes back to the whole notion of like, you know, fearing rejection, um, fearing that I wouldn't belong. So I didn't allow myself to belong. So I didn't really have FOMO because I didn't really want to belong per se. Uh, My ego was telling me that I didn't need to belong. So um, I've always, and that brings us back into this whole lone wolf thing, right? And I think maybe the lone wolf, um, the lone wolf's mind and ego doesn't care about belonging, but I think the lone wolf's heart cares about belonging and I think as I'm moving towards more like heart-centeredness, I do have a, a desire to belong, um, but I think, um, I think where FOMO does show up for me because it doesn't show up in platonic area, I think it would show up more so for me in, in romantic relationships um, and I don't, I don't even know if it would anymore, but I think in, in previous relationships when I was more anxiously attached. Um, if my partner would go out with their friends and they'd be out partying and having fun and I'm at home, like maybe FOMO would happen. Cause I'd be like, Oh, what are they doing? But it's, it's not so much about me wishing I was there. My anxious attachment would be worried about me not being there to be able to like monitor my boyfriend or like know what he's doing. Right. Which I don't even know if that's FOMO. I think that would just be more so like trust issues, <laughs> um, so I, yeah, like I don't have a ton to say uh, in this area when it comes to personal experience, but I, I definitely will be able to speak um, to the last two questions that you have um, around some of the th- ways that people can move through it because I, I do know a lot about attachment theory and how we can apply that to um, to moving past FOMO. So I'll leave it there for now and then I'll, I'll talk a bit more in the other two questions.
2: Yeah, I love this topic. Um, similar to to Cal and uh, when I had first moved to Toronto you know you guys all know the story but uh, I came to Toronto lots of gays really excited happy happy I'm in my early 20s and like the world is my oyster single gay and like I finally found people who like the same things I do so I remember those days going out Wednesday Thursday Friday s- Saturday night and lord help me if someone wanted me to like take a break like I remember my family being like oh it's we're doing this so-and-so's birthday and I was like f that I'm, I'm going out and I would get so Upset because of the FOMO. <clears throat> um, like, ooh, like who, who, who am I going to meet or, or who am I going to miss or everyone's going to be having fun without me? Um, so that was my early days with FOMO. I since have come a very, very long way. And now I would say instead of fear of missing out, the fear I experience these days is fear of not getting to go home when I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so I've come a very long way where, like, the idea of, you know, like in Toronto, we have these boat cruises. To give you an example, when I was on, someone had a boat cruise and we're like, traveling around the lake. And I was like, I hit my wall and I'm like, I'm done. And I'm like, okay, how do I get off? (laughs) Get me off this boat as quickly as possible. So then I wanted to, you know, get out of there. Oh, Callan says joy of missing out. Yes. That's (laughs) it. i moved into the JOMO. Thank you. There's a word for that. So yeah, now it's more of the from FOMO to JOMO. um, where I, I don't want to be somewhere and I can just leave. But yes, definitely FOMO has been part of my experience, uh, in my earlier days, it does still pop up for me. I will say this because, you know, your question was, what sparks it for you today? I, I was thinking about this and I'm like, not, not at all in the partying sense. Cause I feel like I've been there, done that, been to everything and done it all, but it does show up for me these days when I'm seeing a lot of people traveling and you guys know that I love to travel and I haven't gone anywhere since March, 2020, which for me is a very, very long time to be in one place. So I have noticed like, as I'm seeing people like going to Europe and going to all these places and traveling, having fun there, I am still getting that pang of FOMO like, oh, you know, they're having fun and I'm not. And that's that's sort of, if I can boil it down to one insidious thought for, for me, that FOMO is, it's someone's doing something and I'm at a disadvantage. And so we'll get into this in the later questions, but I mean, that's obviously false. So what I've come to learn is that when I'm experiencing FOMO, it's a trigger that I'm in some kind of scarcity mindset, like I am lacking. And that is obviously never the case. It also shows for me that I'm out of the present moment because, you know, if my friends were planning, let's say a trip to go somewhere in the next few months and I wasn't able to go, I'm thinking, oh, at some point in the future, I will be missing out and they will be having fun. And again, it just takes me out of the present moment. So right now I've come to look at it as when I am experiencing FOMO. It's just uh, a sign that my thoughts have gone into scarcity mindset and that I'm out of the present moment. So yeah, I think right now with FOMO, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm more at the JOMO. Thank you, Callan, for providing, Mm -hmm. providing that. It just like came to
0: me as you were talking. I was like, oh, what's that other one that people do that I love? I was like, oh yeah, Jomo, the joy of missing out. Because sometimes now looking back at those party things, I'm just like, oh no, like, no, thank you. Like I have zero desire to be at that. Like that would give me no joy at all right now. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. And I think it comes with just kind of like growing up a little bit maturing a little bit realizing and understanding what you like what you don't like what you want what you don't like or don't want and how those things can best fit into your life there's absolutely nothing wrong with going to those parties and I love doing those things once in a while now like especially you know having been in lockdown for like perpetual perpetualness of like the last like year and a half two years um Maybe it's come up a little bit more of like it's not a FOMO, but it's just like a wish of like, oh, I just wish we could be in a giant room full of strangers, meeting new people, just to kind of get that energy out. But like that would be like a one-time thing. And then I'd be like, cool, yeah, I'm good. Like for another like six months or a year. Like it doesn't come up often, but you know, once in a while you get that feeling of like, oh, I just want to be in like a big room of people, music, people dancing, everybody having a good time, just to like scratch the itch. And then it's like, cool, I'm done. Um, But another thing you mentioned, Michael, actually kind of brought up something for me is in business FOMO. And I didn't really attach it to that until you were kind of talking. And I went, huh, do I get that in business? Because sometimes I can look around and I have friends who are very successful in their businesses that are kind of similar to mine. And I'm like, I get this fear of missing out, like I'm not doing enough, And like, I'm missing out on all these opportunities or all these things that they're doing. Like I have a girlfriend who's like started well after me. And I remember even going to a coffee shop uh, in the West End in Vancouver and like meeting her because she wanted to know about like life coaching and personal development and all this stuff and like where she could start. And like, I was her like starting point to that. And now she's like an extremely successful person, lives in San Diego, has like, apps and books and like mentorship programs and like like certification programs and all this craziness and I'm just like how did I like and like part of my like compare and despair comes up but part of it's like the FOMO of like oh I'm gonna miss out like I'm not doing enough I'm I'm getting too old or getting older and like that you know irrational thought process and like that can be a type of FOMO it's like I'm fearing that my, I'm missing out because I'm not doing enough. Um, and so uh, it's the same. You got to bring it back down to go, okay, like this is not real. Everything is happening when it's supposed to be happening. And I need to bring it back to this moment because that's the future tripping. That's like the future tripping of the, what if, what at that, and all this, that, and the other, and you know, none of that is real. You need to bring it back down to this moment to figure out, like, okay, what's going on, which actually leads us perfectly into this question of where do you think FOMO really comes from? Mm-hmm. And I think FOMO for me comes from not living in the moment and not, you know, taking each day at a time. Like, yes, have plans for the future, but have like nice plans of like things you would like and work towards them. But don't live in this like, oh, I need to be here. I need to be there. I think a lot of this hustle culture definitely plays into that FOMO. And I think I can't remember who the there's a couple specific entrepreneurs and people who are very like hustle culture, hustle culture, like you got to do all this stuff. And me as an introvert and me and my business style is I I that gives me anxiety like that would give me a freaking anxiety attack because I like to go slower. I like to take my time. I like to enjoy the process I work hard. I work a lot, but I enjoy it because it's my work and it's for me. But I also enjoy not having to get up at like 7am to go to an office and like being told when and where and what to do. Um, so where do you think this FOMO really, or where do you think FOMO really comes from? Um, and we'll, who wants to go first on this one?
2: Matt, Michael. Go ahead, Matt. You said you had a lot to cover.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, as always, I always draw it back to attachment. (laughs) That seems to be, that's just the school. And that's my, been my experience. That's where I see a lot of gay men struggle, um, is in attachment and attachment trauma. And I think, you know, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll I'll explain a little bit about attachment trauma. So, you know, growing up gay, I think many of us experience rejection, oppression, marginalization, some even violence. Um, and we, um, And then that leads to trauma and shame. And I think those are the two things that I think a lot of gay men struggle with. And I think for, for me, um, when we, when, 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 we, when we have something like attachment trauma, it, it impairs our ability to connect with others in, in meaningful ways. And I think um, we oftentimes, like I could almost even categorize FOMO as like a fear of not belonging, a fear of not being able to be part of the action because it incites some sort of wounding in me that makes me feel like I have to sit with myself. And I think part of the whole attachment model um, really shows there's a reliance, like it almost turn, can turn into codependency or um, a reliance on external validation, right? We need somebody else to give us our sense of self because we, we learned very quickly as a, at a young age to abandon our sense of self because it wasn't good enough and we became who the world around us needed, needed us to be. And where do we get that validated? Right. We get that validated usually within our peer groups and within our circle of people. So when we're at home and everybody's out and about and, and um, partying, it makes us have to sit with ourselves, and it makes us have to be with that part of us that feels like maybe we're, we're lonely or um, that we don't feel like we belong or whatever it might be. Um, and I think for a lot of people, that's a really uncomfortable thing to sit with. So again, it's like you, you see the party culture in the gay community. It's so rampant because I think people are using community, um, partying, drugs and alcohol and these sorts of things to escape having to be with themselves. Right. And um, I can relate to this so much because this was a lot of my life, always looking for different people, places and things or substances to distract me from myself. And I think when I started to do this, this work and got on a spiritual path and a personal development path, I, I, I was, I healed these aspects of myself that were like leaking out my power to, to other people. And I think, you know, when we have FOMO, we're, we're drawing ourself and our attention away from ourselves and into other people's experiences and saying I wish I was there and I love what you said Michael like FOMO means that you're not being present you're not in the present moment you're future surfing you're looking outside yourself for ways to to feel valid or to feel like you belong and (sighs) it's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge FOMO either because it has a shadow side and it has an, it has a light side too, because it's like, I think FOMO, um, means that we are also excited to belong, right? It, I have, I'm feeling like I'm missing out because I want to belong. I allow myself to belong. And I think that's a really beautiful, um, characteristic to have. Um, but it's when it becomes, um, neglectful of our own needs right so if you're sitting at home and you really need a self-care day and you really need to be with yourself um, emotionally heart-centeredly but your mind and your ego are chasing outside yourself looking for something to do that's when I think it becomes problematic and FOMO becomes um, a distraction from developing a strong sense of self and relationship with ourself um, so I, I really think it's important to look at it like why do I want to be at that party um, is there opportunity for me to to t- take care of myself and and my, my own needs and still be able to engage in um in community right like so just kind of weighing it um but yeah what was the original question <laughs> i just want <laughs> or- to make sure i put a bow on my sharing here <laughs> yeah no
0: i i think you did a great job of that it's where <laughs> okay. do you think fomo really comes from and i think you really
1: um yeah highlighted i think it that. comes from wounding really i truly believe that it comes from wounding um in our earlier years um and not not just gay men all human beings have this we all felt like an outsider at some point in our life and we all want to belong we're all hardwired for attachment and connection, right? So it's very, very no- normal and natural for human beings to have um, FOMO. But I really think the healing comes when we start to prioritize ourselves and um, and not give other people too much power to um, define our sense of self. Yeah.
2: Lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I resonate with a lot of that. <laughs> I think that I'm gonna give the standard answer that I normally give, but I'll explain it. To me, I was thinking about this earlier, FOMO is a a series of thoughts. It's It's a perception that comes from your mind, not necessarily a true perception, but it is a perception that others are doing more or having more or are doing something or are in some kind of situation where you're judging that other as better than your current situation so if have to boil it down it's just a series of thoughts because i kind of look at my thoughts when i'm experiencing fomo and as i said earlier it's, it's some form of where i am is not good and where they are is better whatever that might be but when you think about it and question it it's not necessarily true right one of the one of the mantras i like to bring is uh the fullness of any situation is within me at all times. So you could put me in a cardboard box. I'll have a great time because the fun for me, FOMO is usually something about fun. Like people are having more fun. That's where my FOMO is, but you could put me in a cardboard box. I'll have a great time. You could put someone who's not in the right mindset in like a luxury cruise with everything they could possibly need in front of them. But they're if they're not in that mindset, they're going to have a terrible time. So, for me, it's a mindset. I think, you know, the question is, where does it really come from? It comes from our brains, it comes from our wiring, it comes from the thoughts we, we practice or don't practice rather. Um, we've talked about this on many, many podcasts. It's worth repeating though, happiness, fun, all these things do not come from external circumstances. They just don't. I've been in a nightclub that has been, you know, the most fun nightclub in all of blah, blah, blah. And I've had a miserable time. I've also been, in a little shoebox of a hotel room, having the absolute best time ever. So, it's just another reminder that that our external circumstances do not create uh, what is possible for us inside. So, I would say, yeah, again, it, for me, it it comes from our minds, and it absolutely, you know, erodes erodes what is possible for us in the present moment. Uh, it denies us the possibility of what can be there, like in the moment. Not to say that, you know, yes, sometimes it is easier to be having more fun with all your friends. I'm not saying that's, that's not the case, but it's not necessarily true. And that's where I really like to, to, to challenge um, people is like, it seems true, but it's not always true. And then in that little gap is where you can start to play around with the thoughts. Um, another thing that I think is worth mentioning on this is comparing. So, you know, the big compare and despair. I think social media has made FOMO even Worse than perhaps it it was. Phone has always been around, but considering we have these apps, so many of them, that show everyone's highlight reels, and we compare it to our you know regular, regular lives, our mundane day to day lives, it makes it easy for sure to to think again this perception that other people are doing it better having it better and Callan you made a really good point about business I, I I can relate to that as well because you see all these other people who are doing it right or doing it better or more successful because of what you're seeing on their social but again it's just a matter of bringing it back it's like wait a minute wait a minute Michael that's not necessarily true we don't know we don't know what's actually going on uh you know, I've been to the parties that people like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky you went to that party. And I'm like, yeah, there was some guy crying in the bathroom. There was a couple having a big fucking fight. There was all these things happening. There was someone that puked all over the stairs and people were tripping and falling. Like we we'd like to give us the story that things are better, but in reality, you know, I don't like to think there's better and worse. I think that there's always going to be good and bad. Any situation you're in? there's gonna be good. There's gonna be not so good. So we don't need to try to hustle for that being in the better. And I think, I think that's, that's for me, FOMO, when I'm experiencing it, it's like, oh, I need to try to get over there because it's better there. And um, yeah, that's not true. It's all in our minds. So that's my answer.
0: Yeah. The whole, pardon me, the whole grass is greener on the other side kind of mentality. Like, oh, it'll be better over there. And it's like, the grass is the exact same where you're standing. Mm -hmm. It's just you, why do you always want the grass? Like that somebody else has, like, it's like, well, I want to eat that grass. Like as kids, (laughs) it's like, you have, you both have the same meal, but for whatever reason, the kid goes for the other kid's meal. Like, you know, you've seen those people. It's like, well, I want that one simply because somebody else has it. It's like this crazy mentality. Um, But I want to talk about something you both kind of touched on. And it was this, um, this sense of, um FOMO coming from this place of Matt you were talking about not wanting to sit with yourself and you're like I anything to kind of get away from that energy and I think when I have experienced FOMO it's kind of that it was that I don't want to be alone I don't want to sit with myself I need a distraction and this looks like it's really fun and now I have FOMO the fear of missing out on this thing because I want to enjoy that fun thing instead of sitting with myself and whatever I need to talk about um And for me, over the years, that's really been a big practice is like my self-care practice has helped me alleviate. And this is actually perfect because we're going into this question, what can we do to alleviate working through our FOMO? Um, And for me, it, it was allowing myself to start developing those muscles of letting myself be alone, but being happy about it. Like how Michael was talking about, I could be in a cardboard box by myself and have the best time. It just depends on like the inner state of your mind. And so um, perfect example, I was supposed to hang out with one of my friends this Friday um, and she's a school teacher and she was just absolutely drained. And I was happy to go hang out, but I knew I was gonna be going to their place and, and they live out in Mississauga, which it's not far, but like I'd have to transit from downtown Toronto to Mississauga. And I was like, cool, like she comes down here more often than I go there. And like, of course you're having a busy week. I'll come out your way to make things easier. And then I could tell that I was like, oh, but maybe like, maybe she just needs a self-care day. And I sent a message and I was like, hey, totally, like, I'll totally come out your way. But if you just want to, you know, say, hey, I need a night for myself. Like, it's totally cool. Like, we can reschedule. And she's like, no, 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 it's totally fine. And I could, I feel like it was the fear of missing out on that interaction that was playing into that energy. And this was the Thursday. Um, that lo and behold Friday rolls around like later in the afternoon and she's like you know what I should have listened to you what you said like <laughs> maybe take some time because she's like I really am absolutely drained it's been a long week I'm super tired it's the first week back at school like would you hate me if we postponed it? I was like absolutely not like I could sense this the other day but it was this energy of like because FOMO can also come from those points of the one-on-one, like Matt, how you'd like to have the one-on-ones. You can still have that FOMO of like, feeling like you need to honor yourself of being alone and being like, ah, today needs to be a self-care day. But the FOMO of like, but I really love hanging out with this person. They always make me feel better. They always like have such great things to say. And I do genuinely get filled up when I'm with that person, but you're still exuding energy when you hang out with that person it's still gonna take effort and energy to do that. So sometimes you really do just need to pull back and go, I just need to watch a movie and eat ice cream and have some like popcorn or something and chill out and like, just not do anything. And that's totally okay. And I think that that's plays into that whole, like learning your own self-care routine and what works for you. And I know some people who are like, oh, well, I never need to do that. I only get energy from this. And Part of me wants to believe that, but another part of me goes, okay, but how often do you let yourself be alone? How much have you developed this skill of being alone and like being with your thoughts and kind of just letting yourself sit there and being happy with that and okay with that. And is there parts of that, that make you sad? And that's why you're like, no, no, no. I get my energy from other people because when I'm alone, I'm sad. Like I'm just so curious about other people's experiences because I, I, not had that personal experience that I'm like, is it genuine that you're like, no, 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 I totally get energy from other people. And like, I can be alone, but it's like, I'd rather be with other people like that fills me up. Or are you really running away from some sort of sadness that you don't want to sit with or some sort of loneliness that you don't want to sit with when you're taking that self-care time? Because for me, when I do that, like there's been so many times during the pandemic, because my roommate and his friends were such a close, like it was a bubble. And even if it had been a week and like, I hadn't seen all people all week and he's like, Oh, well, I'm going to theirs. Of course you're more than welcome. I'd be like, no, I'm good. And it was like, I haven't seen people all week, but I'm still so tired from the week and the energy and the things that I had to do that. I was like, I would much rather sit on the couch and just kind of chill out and watch Netflix and be alone, but not working and not thinking about work and go into the weekend with that energy. than to start off by going and seeing other people and be like, Oh God, like I'm going to be so much more drained on Saturday because I have to exert energy tonight that I was like, no, I need to do this for myself. And I like being alone, I like doing that. So I'm always really curious about people who are like, I need to be with other people to fill me up. Anyways, um, (laughs) back to the question, what can we do to alleviate and work through our FOMO? Giving yourself the time and the space to figure it out what it really is for you. If you need to be with other people all of the time, why get curious about it? You know, that's what I always say is to start with curiosity.
1: What about you guys? What about you, Matt? Yeah, so many good points there, Callan. Um, And as usual, I'm quite similar (laughs) to you. I um, I think FOMO used to make me, like when I was younger, it used to make me dishonor my introversion. And once I started to embrace my introversion, my FOMO dissipated. Because part of being an introvert is, like you said, self-care is everything. And being a highly sensitive person, self-care is even more everything. Like, I have to, like, I can't be around certain stimulus. I need to be um, around calmer environments. And I think when I learned this about myself, I really made my introversion a priority and my self-care a priority. And I, I know for me, when I did that, um, it, it, yeah, like the, 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 the fear of missing out, became secondary to my um me making myself a priority and i think when this a lot of this actually shifted for me when i learned how to listen to my body because my body is always telling me the truth of what i need in my experience right like you said after a long week and i'm burnt out and i've given too much and yet i get an invite to go to something and if i'm connected to my body i'm going to prioritize my body if i'm connected more to my mind my mind's going to be like, yeah, go, it's going to be so much fun. We'll get more sleep tomorrow. You know, and you start to kind of make excuses of why you can go. Um, But I do, I do want to point out too, that this is just my experience. Okay. Like I am an introvert and I'm highly introverted for somebody that falls more on the spectrum of being an extrovert. This might not be their experience and they might not be relating to what I'm saying, because I think introversion and extroversion, you're going to have a completely different experience of, of, of FOMO. Um, and well, and at least if you're honoring your introversion, if you're, if you don't like the fact that you're introverted and you deny yourself that you're going to be burnt out and you're going to be bitchy and irritable and all the things, but yet you're still going to be filling up your social bucket. Right. Um, so again, that's why I can't emphasize enough, you know, on this journey, um, of everything journey of everything is to really connect into your body and listen to your intuition because you're being guided constantly. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it takes stillness though. And it takes being with yourself in order to connect with your body. And I don't think a lot of people slow down enough to be able to listen because it's like the body whispers and the mind yells, right? So it's like, we're always going to listen to the mind first until we develop the ability to slow down and tune into the whispering that our body is kind of, um, uh, speaking to us. But, um, so that's one side of it. And then I think the other side would be, you know, I, I, I do a lot of work in, in authenticity and, um, Inspiring people to be their most authentic self. And I think, you know, I talked about this in the last episode around um, self possession and how people that are really authentic are really aligned um to what it is that they want to do and part of that is being self-possessed so i do what i want to do not because other people want me to do it right and i think that really when we become really authentic and self-possessed we don't worry about what people are doing over in this lane we're in our own lane and we're honoring our own needs and we're honoring what our body wants and also what our mind wants in um in embodiment right which truly is that like mind body and spirit are working collectively together for one great purpose. And I think um, since doing authenticity work, it's like, I'm not not focusing as much on what other people are doing in their lanes. I'm really in my own lane and I'm honoring what it is that I wanna do for myself. Um, The area where I do need to continue to work would be in relationships because I do know when I'm in a relationship with somebody I can easily get influenced by what they want to do and I can, I can become codependent in the sense of dishonoring my own needs. And I think my next relationship is going to be a really beautiful opportunity to practice staying rooted in my needs and what I want and setting boundaries for that. And knowing that I don't have to do everything with my partner and that I can have my own life and do my own things. Um, And I think that same wisdom can be applied to friendships too, because it's like, let let people go out and have their own experiences and, and knowing and trusting that when you're at home and you're doing your own thing, when you're really content in your own company, like FOMO it does it, FOMO can't really exist because you're just really happy doing what it is that you're doing. Like you're at home, you're snacking, you're watching movies, you're watching Netflix, you're having a chilled in night that can be just as enjoyable um, as a night on the town. Right? It's just really being able to. Um, Again, like Michael said, I can't emphasize it enough, be in the present moment and just, you know, quit future surfing and wondering what everybody else is doing and come back home here and say, what do I want? What is going to make me happy um, to do? So, yeah, yeah, this topic is cool. I didn't really have a lot to say at the beginning, but now I'm like, okay, there's more here than I thought. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks for stimulating all these ideas. Because, again, the business thing, I didn't really think about much or the traveling, like I was relating it more sort of partying and social stuff but it can be related to so many different things yeah
2: yeah Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer uh, a thought that I like to use when I'm feeling the FOMO and that is I am the party not in a (laughs) boastful way for other people not like saying the party is only where I am I don't mean it like that I mean, I bring my own party to wherever I go. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this, this might be useful for those of you who are more extroverted and actually, you know, um, have the FOMO like I, like I did or do sometimes, sometimes still in that going out sense. But I always remember like whatever mood I show up in is, is the experience I have. Like, it's not, again, it's not them, it's me. Like I can decide, I can decide to have a great time. Like I am the party. And this, this really came to me when I was on vacation um we had a terrible experience where we missed our flight and we're on this other flight and we had to stay somewhere that we didn't want to stay and we missed two days at this gorgeous hotel blah 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 and me and my friend were like wait a minute like why are we complaining like we can just make this whatever we want it to be so we found the you know fanciest restaurant which we could in this little town we made it we had pizza I think and we just decided we just decided like this is our vacation we're not going to need somewhere else or some airline to make this fun like we are, we are going to be the party and so ever since then I'm like I could really apply this to so many areas of my life like I am the party now that doesn't mean that other people are not having a party we could all be having our own little parties in our own little worlds and that's fine right again there's this scarcity mindset I think with FOMO not enough here more over there and so for me that's that's one of the one of the things that helps me alleviate my FOMO was like I can have the party wherever I want and yeah to Matt's point sometimes for me I have the best time alone, having like a tea, uh, watching a movie in my underwear, just having the best time. Like I laugh to myself. Like I, I just enjoy my company. And, but that is a learned skill. I will say that it was not always that way. That took a very, very long time to get there. Um, another thing that I love is you cannot miss out on what's truly meant for you. And this is something that I, I like to use in all aspects of my life, but I think it, I think it applies here. Like, I can't miss out on an experience that I was, that was not meant for me. And and I have to have a bit of faith and trust that if there is something that is meant for me, it will come for me. It will, it will happen. Um, so that's for anyone who's a little bit more into the woo woo out there, which you guys know, we all are here, here in the game and going deeper podcast. <laughs> and I think one other thing is just to reiterate what I said last time, the yin, the yin and the yang um, there's, there, there's, Good and bad, fun and not fun in any experience, whatever you decide you want to focus on. Not to say it's easy, but whatever you decide to show up is is the experience you will have. Um, Think of it. Think of a time where you've been somewhere where you think you're going to have the best time and you get there and it is not a good time. We've all had that. Conversely, surely we've all had an experience where we don't think anything's going to, we don't think it's going to be very fun. And yet we have the most incredible time. All this does is show you that the experience, the, the situation, the circumstance is not what is creating. It is simply our own selves that the mindset that we choose to show up in that doesn't, again, mean, we need to always show up and have a good time. Uh, there's, there's an element of self-acceptance, which was our last podcast accepting the moment for what it is, even if it's shitty and saying, okay, here we are. What's what, how do I want to show up through this? You know, how, how do I want to handle this? Um, and one more point I wanna make is I think I'm surprised it hasn't come up with all three of us, I'm surprised. For me, FOMO is deeply, deeply ingrained with people pleasing. Because in those days, you know, at the beginning, I was saying we'd go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Yes, part of it was fear of missing out. But as as that shifted, part of me was like, oh, you know, so-and-so was inviting me to their birthday. I don't wanna say no. Oh, wait, I'm being invited to this club this you know guy if i say no he's not gonna invite me next time and so there was a lot of people pleasing that 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 i think the people pleasing started first and that that led to the fomo if i had to decide which came first but for me they they go hand in hand uh it's, you know saying yes to too many things and we did we did talk a little bit about that so i think you know if you're working on people pleasing inevitably the fomo will sort itself out <laughs> as well
0: mm-hmm. does the- you just brought up so many good things <laughs> when i was when you were talking about like the going on a trip and like you got stuck somewhere and like you could either like be like oh well this fucking sucks or you know what let's make the best of this because yeah. like we're here we're gonna have a good time it reminds me when i was younger i had this girlfriend And like so often we because we worked weekends and stuff like we were servers and so we couldn't go out on weekends. So it was like Monday, Tuesdays were kind of our nights. And like, of course, they're not going to be nearly as busy anywhere else. But no matter where we went, we were the party. And I knew whenever I went out with this girl, I was like, we are going to have the best time. And sometimes we were literally the only people in there. And like we didn't really need to drink. We would just be like outrageous and dancing because it was just like. We wanna go dance. Who cares if nobody else is dancing? We're gonna dance. We're gonna be the goofballs and we are the party. And you can really put that into anything. Like if you wanna have a good time, you can have a good time. It's just making the decision up here to be like, yeah, this might be a shit situation. And you can't, you you don't know what you're gonna be given, but you know how you can react to it. Like you can choose to react to it differently if you want to. But if you don't know how to do that, if you've not trained yourself how to think outside the bubble, like Michael, how you were like, wait a second, we can either play into the shittiness of this or the thought of the shittiness of this, or we could just make this a damn good time and have a blast. Like the choice is ours. Either way, it's going to be the same like literal experience, but like you can choose to make it a fun one or a bad one, but like the circumstances aren't going to change, but you're perception of the circumstances can change but that comes from doing the work the inner work and sitting with yourself and figuring those things out and and making that a practice of like okay yeah I've been dealt this crap hand but it doesn't mean I can't still enjoy playing the game with it mm-hmm. right like you might get a shitty hand but you can still enjoy playing the game like that's what it's about right um so yeah that was a really a really good point point. and then what was the last thing you said people pleasing people yeah, pleasing. People yes pleasing, yeah. oh my goodness you were so right. <laughs> you were so right on this because a lot of the times it did come from like events or birthdays or things that you're invited to that it's just like uh i, I want to like a part of me wants to go now A part of me wants to go but like is this really gonna serve me on my deepest levels like mm-hmm. sometimes yes sometimes no But if you're in a people pleasing energy, you're always going to be like, oh, I'm obligated to go to this. And if you're feeling obligated to do something that is people pleasing, Mm -hmm. if ever you feel obligated, people pleasing, Mm -hmm. like, like, hands down, because like, if you genuinely want to go something, it's not obligation, it's a want. But if you're feeling like, oh, I'm obligated to go to this, I have to go to this, that is full on people pleasing. And Mm -hmm. it does definitely play into like FOMO, because then you're like, oh, but if I don't go, like, maybe I won't you know, make this connection, or maybe I won't do this, or maybe I won't do that. And you build the FOMO into it because you're trying to people please. So the FOMO builds it up for you. You're like, okay, this is, you're talking yourself into it. And it's like, you shouldn't need to talk yourself into it that much. Maybe once in a while when it's like, oh, I haven't seen people a month. Maybe I should go to the beach and hang out with the guys because they've invited me. There might be a little bit of talking into it because you're so, sometimes you get can get so into your rut that you're like, no, I'm really good. It's like, okay, no, we need, we need to have that. And those can be fun, but it doesn't need to be like a full blown deep conversation of like, oh, I'm obligated to go.
1: No, 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 that is full on people pleasing. So really, really good point up there. Yeah. I just want to wrap up with a, with a, I don't even know how much time we have, but um, five or 10 minutes, I think 10 minutes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even Michael so that's great um, because I think you know when we are people pleasers it's like what's the remedy to people pleasing boundaries right we learn how to be authentic where we have to be in alignment okay I, I know that my need is not being met then we once we know our need then we can set a boundary and I think personal boundaries are so important for this it's like really getting clear on like okay you know Like in your case, Michael, you're like, I was partying Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like that's a lot of partying. And like, maybe like you get to a place where it's like, okay, um, I'm going to allow myself to do two nights a week instead of five or whatever, something where you set a boundary with yourself. And then when somebody does ask you to go to something um, and I've gotten really, really good at. I don't even want to call it rejecting. I'll just say declining an invite because, but it does feel like rejection and it made me really uncomfortable for so many years that I would compromise my own needs to go to something. And now I can't do that because I literally can't go to something when I'm not feeling like I want to, because I'll just be a big fat bitch the whole time I'm there and I, it won't be enjoyable and I don't want to have to wear masks either. So I'll just use a blanket statement now with all my boundaries and it'll just be like, this doesn't feel in alignment to me right now. Um, I'll let you know if, or when it does, you know, and I use the word alignment a lot with everything because people can't really, um, well, they can, because people can do whatever they want. They can get upset by that. But it's like, when I'm, I'm being really honest and I'm saying this doesn't feel aligned to me. Um, I find it's just an easy way to set a boundary and just really honor myself. So I know for people out there that really struggle with boundaries, um, Sometimes we don't have to make up excuses because I know for me, like, I'm very highly empathic and I'm very highly intuitive. And I know when people are being dishonest with me. So it's like, I, I love people that are just so frank and, and, and assertive. And they're just like, you know what, I'm really tired today. And I, I know if I, if I came, I would be a total bitch. So I'm not going to come. I'll be like lol hilarious okay have a great night taking care of yourself but when somebody gives me a big fat elaborate story and i I can tell there's just so much dishonesty in it it's like it makes me be like is this somebody that i really want to spend my time with anyway right so always honesty is the best policy and just get really real and, and let people know that um what is and what isn't in alignment to you and i think that is that's really powerful to stop people pleasing yeah I just need to say a big fat fuck yes to that. because There's nothing that drives
0: me more crazy when I'm like, oh, hey, do you want to do this or that? And it's, it's not a big thing. Like, it's kind okay. of like a blanket invite to a lot of people. And somebody makes up this elaborate like, oh, I couldn't possibly I have to do this and this and that. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, it, you can say no and yeah. just leave it at no, because you yeah. are an adult human being who can make your mm-hmm. own choices. Like, you don't owe me an excuse. So don't exactly. make one up. But like, yeah. that comes from people pleasing. They're yeah. like, Oh, I need to please this person. So they don't think that I'm just ditching them. It's like, I would rather you just be ditching me and being like, <laughs> nah, bitch, I got to take care of myself than to make up this whole elaborate lie and be like, yeah. girl, I know that that's not true. It's fine. Go hang yeah. out with your other friends or go do your other thing because that is you self serving yourself to what you know you need. Yeah. That's totally fine.
1: Own yeah. it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't ditch me and lie to me. <laughs> yeah, just ditch me. I'm right. okay with that. I can handle it. Yeah. yeah.
2: So for the viewer listener, go check out the August twenty sixth episode called "People Pleasing." If you're new to this podcast, because th- that would be a wonderful tangent with this one. Yeah, big time. Yeah. they go they go hand in hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. All right, so I think we're getting close to wrapping up here. Who? What do we got for our last uh, last words of wisdom that we want to? want to say today Mm. on FOMO I'll go okay I'll go I I, Jomo switch that FOMO into some Jomo get it girl get that joy of missing out learn how you can create an energy so that you have Jomo where it's more of a joy where you're like I'm gonna sit on my couch or I'm gonna uh, do a sewing project that I want to work on. Or like maybe all of those things on your to-do list or you're like, maybe tomorrow, maybe in the future stuff where it's like more passion projects or enjoy things. That's what you switch over to instead of doing the FOMO. When you need to self-serve, work on those projects. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, can't come out. I'm working on this book project that I'm really, you know, I really love doing and I just need to have a night for myself. You don't even need to tell everybody that, but like create a joy so that it's now a joy of missing out where you're like, oh, no, I am going to do my cross-stitching. I am happy as a clam. Like, figure out what that joy is to you and and learn to have that balance with those boundaries. So that's what I would say is my last little tidbit.
2: Love it. I'm going to be quick with mine and remind everyone that all your power is in the present moment, not in some future state that doesn't exist. Um, And yes, you bring the party. You are the party. So bring it if you want to have a party. If you don't have a party, then don't have one. But bring that Energy to whatever you're doing. You get to decide how you want to show up every single time.
1: Mm. Mine would be similar to Kalen's. I think um, when I remember when I first quit drinking, um, everybody was out partying, and I turned my FOMO into JOMO by focusing on the next day because I know the next day I'd be out hiking and having fun, and I wasn't going to be hungover. And then everybody else is like, oh my god, and their whole day's wasted because they're super hungover. So I think again, just focusing on like. The moment it might be fun and you might be missing out, but what's the next day going to be like if you're, if you, if you honor yourself, right. You're going to be in a better place. So. hmm awesome love all
0: that love this another amazing conversation if you all loved listening to this we would highly recommend you give us a star rating if you're listening on apple itunes leave a comment like you know we had at the beginning a funny comment um so that we can read them out at the beginning of each of the episodes we all do together if you're watching this on youtube hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to get notified every time we put out new episodes every thursday if you're not part of the gay men's brotherhood community community it's a free resource for anybody to join please come and join us the uh, link will be in the show notes and we also have a gay men going deeper coaching membership community so we only open the doors a couple times a year if you're interested in joining that more information can be found again in the show notes um, and you can join the wait list for that and I think that is everything we have for you today so have the best day ever everybody peace love rainbows Bye.